Welcome, you're listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick, but you can call me Nick since that's my name. This is a weekly radio show on WPRK featuring makers, artists, and professionals who are doing something neat. You can listen live every Monday starting at 7 a.m. on 91.5 FM in the Orlando area or stream it on WPRK.org. If you can't listen to it live, consider subscribing to the show on iTunes or Google Play and visit toacertaindegree.com where you can also find past shows and information on upcoming appearances. That's right, I not only have a face for radio, I have a face for the Dr. Phillips Center for the Performing Arts. I'll be there on November 9th for Pachacacha, and you should think about going too. If you don't know what Pachacacha is and why you should attend, drop me a line and I'll tell you all about it. And now, on with the show. Ratatat on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, the best in basement radio and the voice of Rollins College. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree as you are every Monday from 7 to 9 a.m. Well, as you are every Monday from 7 to 9 a.m. If you're tuned into the station, you're listening to a certain degree every week. I am very lucky to have a very special guest. And this week is no exception. Bank Banks. Helfrick is here. How are you, Banks? I'm, I'm doing well. I've got to add the plural to your name. Banks. Correct. Okay, got it. Right. Banks Helfrick uh, of Black Cow Jumps, of uh, BanksHelfrick.com, if you want to learn more about the stuff, all the things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that includes the One Minute Film Festival, which is later this month, uh, the life screenings that you do at the Winter Park Library, uh, Black Cow Jumps, as I mentioned earlier, is going to be at Dragonfly Studio in Ocoee on October 6th. And then it comes back to the Warner Park Library right. as in, well. In November, yeah. Yeah. In so December. You have a lot of things going on, but I don't know you that well. So we met briefly at an event I was doing. You came and introduced yourself uh, after I was done with my, uh, uh, my performance. And you said, I should be on your show. And I said, yes, you should. <laughs> Because when people come up and say stuff like that, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you should. And uh, if they have that level of um, uh, courage, if you will, to interact in that way. But I don't know you all that well. So I want to get to know you a little bit better. So we're going to play a game. Oh, sure. 20 questions Mm -hmm. or so, somewhere around there. But instead of saying yes or no, up or down, or instead of being like a word association game, what you're going to say is nuts or bolts. Okay. So nuts if you're for something. Because what's better, what's more nutritious, what has more protein than pecans or pecans, uh, pistachios, peanuts, macadamias? I, I don't think we have time to list them all, but right. just say nuts, okay. just to sort of sum up all of them. You know, when you said that, I thought immediately like a nut and a bolt, because the bolts are the other ones. Nuts or bolts, yeah, right. right. So bolts being of lightning, which are typically bad for humans. From what I understand, although sometimes they give you superpowers, I'm not really sure. Well, I just bought a car and it's yep. a Chevy Bolt. What? Yeah, and it was the 2017 Car of the Year. Yeah, and it's all electric, and that I think that's a good thing. I mean, okay, I've been to Wawa's hmm. three times in the last two months, only for coffee. <laughs> so, uh, well, I, I see what you mean. You though. need very little coffee then. <laughs> well, I'm trying to wean myself well, off of it. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. It's something I learned about you. 
Okay, so banks. So let's go nuts or bolts. The nuts are plus or uh, thumbs up. Thumbs up. And and bolts are thumbs down. Bolts plural, only when it comes to lightning. Okay. When it comes to cars, we're fine. Okay. We love bolts as far as cars go. All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, back to school. It's that time of the year. How did you feel about it when you were a kid? Did you like going back to school? Nuts. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Couldn't okay. wait? I couldn't wait. Yeah. Yeah. What were you doing in the summer? Were you doing camps and stuff? Or you were just kind of just waiting around for school to start back up? Uh, when I was old enough to uh, make money, uh, yeah. I, I, I mowed yards yep. with, with my brother and I. Um, I like the social aspect of school, um, being around other people. Right. Uh, I think I've always kind of liked that. Uh, now, now at the end of the year, when the year ended, that was, that was, uh, bolts definitely, or bolt bolts. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't like that cause, uh, I felt a, a void starting to come on like, oh my God, I'm going to be all alone in the summertime and what am I doing? And it was kind of, uh. You know, breathtaking a little bit, like sure. A, ooh, like, where am I going? So, did that translate over to working for you, like working in an office versus uh, working on your own or being a freelancer or things of that nature, or was it just school because of the uh, the sort of topic? Oh wow! Um, oh, God, that's a diff- difficult question. Um, my last job that I had that I went to a place mm-hmm. um, that is that. Um, that was an, I'm not con- I mean, that was like a, a real job, I guess you could call it. Was um, 2001. So, so it was some time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> yeah, 18, but 18. Yeah, your your ago. last job is old enough to vote now. <laughs> oh my god, that's gosh, great. It is. Yeah, uh, or they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, but leaving that job was another type of like I'm I'm graduating from high school and oh what's what's next sure kind of you know they that apprehension that uh kind of unsure of what what's going to happen so school and to an extent this job was like a safety net for you was consistent it was people it was interactions and it was learning absolutely yeah yeah uh, the main thing was it was societal it was connection of people that I knew I was going to see every day or work with or talk to or have right. something to be um, part of. Neat. Okay. You have an electric car? I do. As we've established. Yeah. Obviously, you own stock in Chevy as well. <laughs> My first American car, by the way. First one. I, I, I usually right. had... Yeah. Uh, right after you invest in it. Yeah, you should buy one of them. How do you <laughs> feel about driverless cars? Um, nuts or bolts? Whoa, uh, driverless nuts. Nuts, you're for them. Yes, I okay. am. So if your Bolt could just drive you around wherever you wanted, you could take a nap, you could read a book, yes. you would be for that. I would love that. Yeah. Um, I went and uh, had a Tesla um, a drive, a uh, test drive, and I pull up to the Tesla dealership and they have a sign there that says, Welcome Banks Helfrich, 1040, which was 1040 in the morning. The, the, that was your appointment. That was my appointment, yeah. which was like, I got to take a picture of this. Um, <laughs> and, and, and when I drove the car, they, um, they told me different things like, okay, gun it now. And I was like being shot to the moon. It was incredible. Yeah. I mean, if you get a chance, just go test drive a Tesla. I just want them to put my name up. I'll just take a picture <laughs> and then leave. Okay. They... Then put me on the highway, and I, I have a test driver guy in there, and he's like, okay, do the double click, and it's like a 
like a turn signal, double sure. click. Okay. And uh, you look over the steering wheel and, and, and you take your feet off the gas and brake. And it's already been pre-programmed of like you want to stay five cars behind any car in front of you. Um, and, and when I took my hands off, uh, it, it, that was freaky. I mean, oh, I bet. It was just like, oh, I was like white knuckled onto my chair or my yeah. seat. Um, and that it was but amazing. did you get used to it yeah, after yeah, a second? Yeah, you, you do. Uh, this, this past weekend, I was in Newport Ritchie, Florida, which is where I grew up, and they had a electric car tailgate party, like kickoff for September electric car month or something. And I, uh, I bumped into some... Sydney, uh, her name was, uh, she had like two Teslas and she took me to the whole tour and she told me about everything. And uh, there, there is this uh, range anxiety uh, that you'll get with an electric car. And w- your car has so much range. The electricity sure, yeah. gets you so, and the anxiety is like, oh, my God, am I going to find another Somewhere to plug, plug in? in? Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. was me for the first week. I was like, how in the heck am I going to find a place? So that's all of your all of your travel is centered around where can I go and plug in? Right, right. Yeah. And oh, and, like and there are apps now, and they're everywhere. I mean, every fifty miles you you can find. I'm in here in Winter Park. I'm yeah. parked at the Winter Park. No, yeah, the Winter Park uh, City Building. And it's right there. It's I'm uh, yeah. Plugged it in, taking all the electricity you want. <laughs> yeah, I do. I assume you do pay for it. I mean, oh, there is there is a like a twelve cents per kilowatt. That uh-huh. I'm paying, and, and uh-huh. my mine has sixty kilowatts. Sixty kilowatts, but, but right now, so I'm, we're not on gigawatts yet. So you can't travel in time. <laughs> wow, that would be you know that would be that the, would be cool. that'd be bolts. That'd, yes. be, that'd be like double bolts. That would be yeah, that would be pretty cool. All right, let's go with uh, live action movies. So we just had one, the Winnie the Pooh live action movie coming out. Uh, Lion King is next. We're gonna have Aladdin. We're gonna have basically this whole Disney live action movie thing, nuts or bolts as a filmmaker yourself, I guess. And then as a fan of going to the movies. So that's, that's two of them. Um, I love people. Mm -hmm. I love to watch people. Um, and no knocks against Pixar and animation and, and the stuff that they're doing now, even with Marvel, how everything is done on a green screen, everything's done in a studio, nothing against that. If I have an opportunity to see real people, I would much rather see real people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they just, they're, they're beautiful. They're fascinating. The way they move, they're artistic. I mean, I'm saying artistic in the sense of they're just beautiful people. Sure. Um, Thank I, you, by the way. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, so I, I assume I was, yeah, you, I was, I gonna, was in that grouping. I, I was going to say something about your plaid shirt. So, yeah. but, but I mean, you're wearing a plaid shirt. So, I mean, um, uh, yeah, people are beautiful. Yeah. All right. So that was a, that was nuts. That was, a, that was, okay. yeah, that was definitely nuts. How about the beach? Oh, wow. I have a friend. Well, uh, so I, Newport uh, Richie. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to go, oh, gosh. Nuts or bolts? Oh, my God. This oh, is, this is a tough is one. Is a lot of people struggle uh, with this one. Are there, is there a threaded? Is there, like, the threads? Would that uh, be in between? There's nuts, bolts, and uh, nails. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, no? washers. Washers. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, we have washers. Because um, you're being wishy-washer. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, when I was in college, I was a lifeguard. And the first year I was a lifeguard, uh, you know, no suntan oil, no sunscreen, no nothing. Oh. I just burnt the heck out of myself. Yeah. Uh, the second year, 
Um, I decided to wear sunscreen. By the third year, I had long sleeve shirts, you know, zinc oxide. I mean, I was just covered. Now, working on a beach was pretty cool. Sure. Uh, as as a college um, student, and I really I really enjoyed it. Uh, nowadays, um, when I go to the beach, and this might be my own psyche telling me, I listen to the beach, and it sounds angry. Really? Uh, most of the time. Okay. The waves are coming in, and it's churning, and it's tearing the, the earth away, or the, the beach away. Uh, it just feels um, mad. And here's the dichotomy of it. If you go under the water, it's calm. Mm-hmm. Um, so is this a reflection on, you know, maybe an environmental sort of awareness that you have now versus when you were younger, or is this more just your perception of it, regardless of what's happening with recycling or, you know, those sorts of things? Um, humans are meaning machines, which means we make meaning or give meaning to everything. Sure. You know, this pen I love this pen. I've given it judgment. I've given it meaning. I've given it everything. Um, possibly, and I, I, in retrospect, I look back at my beach experiences. I, I never was uh, in tune to the waves when I was a lifeguard. I was more in tune to um, the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The woman uh, walking by in, in the bikini. The woman from um, uh, uh, Europe who is changing on the beach with a towel around, you know, these kind, sure, of, these sure. kind of things, right in the middle Hopefully of Hopefully the people swimming as well, you were yeah, kind of yeah. into that too. I did reach in and grab, I think, maybe two people out. Okay, good. So um, no one ever um, sacrificed their life right. uh, for, your, for, me, for my visual pleasure. Yeah, of, yeah. Um, so, so anyway, uh, where were we going with this? Uh, so that was you when you were younger versus right. and, and, your and, interpretation and you're giving meaning to it now. And and now I have a sense, I, I just, maybe I'm more in tune. Maybe I just listen to it uh, better. And and the environmental issue is part of it. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you've read this, but a 24-year-old guy came up with this uh, plastic uh, cleaning ocean machine, which is a oh, big, yeah. big snake-looking thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's got to be the size of Texas because there's a... There's an island of plastic out in the Atlantic. Three times the size of France, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I am aware of that. And and that probably has lent itself to me having this thought when I'm on the beach of it being angry. Huh. That's interesting because a lot of people would say that they may not like the beach, but the sound of it, the looking, the perspective of looking off into the horizon um, is... Like, I, I go back and forth with it. Sometimes it makes me feel small, like nothing I really do matters. I mean, look at this. This has been going on for, you know, millennia without me. It'll continue to go on mm. without me. Um, so there's that aspect of it. But, yeah, there's a lot of people who would just say that the crashing waves, the sound, that's very relaxing. But, again, they've given it, to your point, they've given it a different meaning. Right. Right. Uh, I have a friend of mine, uh, and she's invited me to go to the beach with her. Yeah. And I, I tell her, I only like the beach early in the morning or in the evening. Um, so, um, yeah, I just don't like it during the daytime. It's it's too hot. Do you go swimming? Do you go in the water? I usually do not. Okay. No. Not, not, nothing against the water. I just... Well, the water is a big listener, so I'm hoping they, <laughs> you know, it doesn't take uh, that as an insult. <laughs> I, I, I love water. Okay, <laughs> yeah, good, yeah. good. 
In general, water is good. Yeah, uh, bolts. Uh, yes. Water is bolts. Uh, nuts. Oh, nuts. That's right. Nuts. Uh, thumbs up, nuts. And yeah. uh, bolt would be the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, oceans. There's yeah. that's seven of my listeners, so that's okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Uh, let's move on. How about cursive, nuts or bolts? So a lot of schools are teaching it again. And so did you have to learn it? And do you think there's something to that process? Um, cursive is eloquent. E- eloquent. It's eloquent. It's uh, kind of artistic. It's very fluid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give it nuts. Um, h- however... How much cursive are we? How much, how much writing, actual writing, pen and paper do we do? At do, this we do? Point, I yeah. mean, you have your notebook in front of you. I have my clipboard in front of me. Um, so, so, I mean, to use it as an artistic tool to, you know, you wrote me a letter, but you typed the letter. I, I, yeah. if you want, wanted you to read it, yes, <laughs> then it has to be typed in some way. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so, so, so I do. I, I'm going to give nuts to, to cursive. Okay. And do you feel like, do you handwrite a lot of stuff now when you are being creative, when you're writing or when you're trying to come up with something? Or is it uh, you're interacting mainly with uh, an, electronic, an electronic device? I try to stay away from electronic devices when I'm with people. Yeah. Uh, I took a picture of you and I, or you and me, I took a picture of me, you and me before like the show started. And then I put away my, my, my sure. uh, phone. Um so and then, then but when you're writing, but when I'm writing, uh, most of my writing, I like to write on paper and pen yeah. first and then transfer it over to computer. That's always nice, too, because then when you're redoing it, you're doing it the second time, you're editing it a little bit, you're adding to it. Something else comes to mind. But then obviously somebody else can read it at that point. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and, and here's something else. <laughs> yeah. I, hopefully I can read it. Sure. Um, and here's something else is I, I do not like to throw away paper. Uh, I like to recycle it. Yep. I like multi-recycle it. And, and so I'll, I'll get um, something in the mail and uh, notice that it's not on the back. It's not written on. So I will turn it over and I'll use whatever. Sure. The letter is. Oh, oh yeah. And then Keep I'll going. write on the back and then I can recycle it even one more time. Very nice. Let's go uh, back to the ocean for a second. All right. The bonnet head shark. And the reason I ask about this, so this is uh, nuts or bolts, is because this is the first shark they found that is omnivorous. So 60% of its diet is seagrass. Wow. It's the first time they found an omnivorous shark. Nuts or bolts? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, bolts. Nuts. Nuts. Gosh, I'm messing it up. I'm putting the two thumbs up. Uh, yes, visually, I get it. Right, right. Luckily, we're on the radio. Yeah, and, and they cannot see your plaid <laughs> shirt. By the way, it's like red and pink. Um, yeah, I, I think it's called a bonnet head. A bonnet head. It's a type of uh, hammerhead shark. Okay. A little yeah. bit smaller. Mm-hmm. Looks almost like it, uh, uh, a mushroom on top or a bonnet, I guess. Right, right. Which is where the name comes from. So, so this is kind of like the manatee of sharks. Yeah. 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 Just like a- it's still going to eat a little bit of uh, krill and a little bit of shrimp and some crabs and some other stuff here it, or there. Probably because the krill have gotten into the grass. Maybe. And they may, may have accidentally. Maybe. And then maybe that's why it's eating the grass is to kind of clear it out to look for the other things. But 60% of its diet is a okay. pretty, so, wow, that's a pretty significant amount. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, wow, I'm I'm definitely up for them. Yeah. So it's it's essentially a pescatarian. Really? Because it's yeah, because it's eating fish, but it's also a vegetarian right. of sorts. Right, right, right. Yeah. Now, now uh, a shark is a fish. That's Correct. my understanding. Yeah, that's my understanding. Yeah. And if sharks eat fish, then they're kind of cannibalistic in a sense. Well, they're not eating other sharks. Right. That would be the cannibalism for me. That's my understanding. Okay. Okay. So so it's like us eating cows. Correct. We're not we're not cannibals. Unless it's people dressed as a cow. <laughs> Don't go close to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> right. So either two people as the you know front end of the cow and the back end of the cow. So the classic cow or horse right, right. Uh, costume or the <laughs> single mascot, right. single person mascot. Yeah, I understand that. Although, you know, the, the cows for Chick-fil-A, they are cute. They're very cute. Yeah. They're very cute. I mean, which doesn't. Well, yeah, I, I think it lends itself to, to their, their to eating yeah. chicken. You know, yeah. don't eat a cow. It's don't so eat cute. These cute cows. I heard a comedian say recently that we, we name cows. We don't say cow. We call it beef so that we have a separation <laughs> from sure. what it actually is versus chicken, which is chicken really, really chicken. Situation. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'm hungry now. Uh, let's go with one last question for you, Banks. Uh, we have cobbler. Nuts or bolts? Nuts. <laughs> I love cobbler. In I fact, thought you were counting how many thumbs I, you were putting. I up. was. I was thinking, what is what is the thumbs up? That's 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 not. A, it took me a while. Um, I love cobbler. Okay. Uh, I love the. Um, like in a pie, I love pie too. The the crust I like more than, you know, the, the filling, the, the, filling, the sure. fruit or whatever. And in fact, I think the crust is there to soak in all the juices and then just get rid of whatever fruit is in there or rhubarb. Uh, if if rhubarb is a fruit, I'm not sure if it is a fruit. It's it's a fruit or it could be a type of shark. I'm not sure. <laughs> it could be either one. A bonnet head. Yes, uh, yeah. a bonnet I, head I, rhubarb. I wonder if they eat rhubarb. They probably would. We I should mean, try. They, we should see if they like cobbler. We could hand feed them probably. Yes. Though. yes. Uh, but cobbler is like this um, pie that the crust is on top. It's deconstructed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like Mexican food. It's just like the three basic ingredients, the tortilla, the beans, the rice, and then, well, the meat. So there's four. And the cheese. Oh, that's five. Sour cream, Six, salsa, guacamole. Seven, eight. Yeah, so it's the basic <laughs> just yeah. Mexican food. Yeah. Of desserts. Cobbler's kind of that way, yeah. But I love cobbler. Oh, my God. Yeah. I like the idea of us just starting a restaurant or a, a dessert shop. And it's just crust. <gasps> oh, By my way, God. We're, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to bad business ideas. And they're all food related today. So this is perfect for that. Oh, but yeah. Uh, just crust. Let's write that down. Yes. in cursive. <laughs> and so we'll keep that for later. Uh, uh, Banks, we will uh, have so much more with you. Let's listen to a song um, and all the music. So typically the way I pick music is I listen to my library and some new stuff over the course of the week. And the the type of music that I think is going to tie in well with the person. So for you, it's a lot of, it was almost a lot of movement type of music. So it was a lot of uh, stuff you can dance to. Oh, yeah. Or stuff that I dance to that probably no one else would. 
So let's listen to the Avet Brothers. This is Kick Drum Heart. Oh, beautiful. WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. October is a scary month. So if you need the soothing comedy of to a certain degree, tune in to 91.5 FM every Monday starting at 7 a.m. Guests include... Brendan Byrne. From... WMFE. He'll talk about his favorite... Local craft beers. And... Chris Crespo. Of the great... Cinema Crespediso podcast. We'll sit down with Nick for an interview. Bad business ideas and maybe some movie talk, if there's time. And if you want to get your holiday shopping done early, visit the DeLand Indie Market on October 7th. To a certain degree, we'll have a table there with only the best 3D printed stocking stuffers around. The Avet Brothers on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. I believe they are actual brothers, hence the name. That was Kick Drum Heart. You're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick Banks Helfrich. Still yeah. here. Yeah, I'm still here. Thank you so much for doing that. You are so welcome. I, I love the lyric, my heart like a kick drum. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Have you ever been in that position where it's just <gasps> ba-boom, ba-boom? The, the, your heart is almost outside your yeah. chest. Yeah. Oh, you, usually when I get in trouble, I, I feel that way. <laughs> I mean, Do you get in trouble a lot these days? Oh, God. I guess nothing you should confess <laughs> to on the radio. That's an off-the-air uh, off type of topic. Banks Helfrich, thank you so much for being here. We have so many things to talk about as far as as who you are. So I always am curious about when somebody has a lot of different interests and different things that they're doing. And you can learn more about Banks at bankshelfrich.com. That's B-A-N-K-S-H-E-L-F-R-I-C-H. Or you could just look them up on Facebook. You have a lot of your information there as well. Uh, filmmaker, imp- improviser, performance artist, um, uh, Lake Soil and Water Conservation District Commissioner? Uh, I think so. Supervisor. Supervisor? Yeah. Um, when somebody asks you what you do, how mm. do you answer that? Uh, do you just say, well, I'm human? <laughs> I, I do that. Yeah. I, yeah, I, start, I get to start very broad. <laughs> right. So then, uh, then and, kind and of narrow down to compulsive floss. Or, yes. Know. Perfect. So that's the end of the pyramid. For yeah, you. yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the the, the diamond. Um, uh, when I was in college, I, I saw this movie Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension. Sure, one of my favorites. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, Player One Ready had uh, the movie that just came out. Uh, yeah, Steven that, with all the eighties references. Yeah, Buckaroo Banzai was. In it, and I just was like, it was so nostalgic to just go back and go, yeah. wow. Uh, Buck Rubanzai, and may- maybe he left an impression on me, or that, that movie did. Although all the good guys were white and all the bad g- No, all the good guys were black and all the good, uh, the bad guys were white. And sure. I just thought that, that, that dichotomy, oh, that, that, oh, that, was, yeah. that was brilliant. However, Buck Rubanzai uh, was like a brain surgeon and a... A jazz a trumpeter and, and a yeah. time traveler and a oh he, he had all these uh, aliases all these monikers jobs and yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I thought to myself uh, my my kids have grown up I uh, I live alone now I have an ex some extra time and I'm thinking okay what do I want to do um, a, a friend of mine uh, she, she's roughly my age and and she said I'm 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 in chapter what was it chapter. Three. She's like, I'm in chapter three now of my life. It's. I asked her. She said, I'm. 
And she didn't say I'm in chapter three. I said, has it started yet? And she's like, yes, and I need to write it. <laughs> um, so so uh, I, I just, whatever I want to do, I, I just go and do it. You um, just run with it. I, and, and you know what? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw something at you. Sure. Oh, you, you good with that? So, yeah, of course. So the new year's coming up in about three months, four months. Sure. And next year, I, I want to try something new. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to, you, you'll be the first one to hear it. All right, great. Uh, well, me and everybody else who's listening. Right. Aside from the 10 people, maybe five people that I've actually kind of thrown it out, like, mm-hmm. just fished it. Just, you know, see if they... See what, if they bonded head. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were in elementary school, did you have show and tell? Sure. Okay. Do you remember one of your shows and tells? Show uh, and tells? I do because I didn't get to show it or <gasps> tell it because I was the only one who thought it was relatively interesting. I had a speak and spell. Remember those things where you would type in or they would play little games and things like that? And the batteries were low on it. So it was like the speak and spell was going a little bit crazy. It was like Hal as from uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey as he was being unplugged. And I thought that was the coolest thing. Like weird symbols would come up. It would start a sentence and then end with a different sentence. And the teacher was not having it. She just felt like that wasn't a valid Show and tell. All right. So, yes, so, I do so, remember one specific. So one. your four minutes was cut to two minutes or one minute or whatever it was. Right. So, so you never got to fulfill fulfill that dream. That, Correct. That, I mean, I can see it now in you. Yeah. you. You still, I mean, it still is like a, a thorn in your side. Like, Oh, uh, yeah. Kind of. I, yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. not. Yeah. Now, what if. I'm going to go find a speaking spell. I mean, that's <laughs> established right now. Right. What if you had a chance now to go to a function that's all show and tell? Okay. And, and you, have, you have four minutes. I mean, you can go and find a speaking spell at some thrift store or, or online or mm-hmm. eBay, and you can come and recreate that, that four minutes that, that, that you never yeah. got. You never yeah. got. How does this tie into the new year? Is this something right. that you want to start doing? So in the new year, I want to... Um, Create a show and tell. Mm-hmm. And anybody can come. You get four minutes. And they, it's, it's an open mic night, basically. However, you and your speaking spell can come. Uh, uh, someone can come and, and talk about an invention they have. Someone can um, do stand-up comedy. Someone can do poetry. Someone can tap dance. What, whatever. They get to have four minutes um, and then well, in a sort of safe environment where they can right, feel free um, to go up there and do okay. it. Okay, so so an art gallery, possibly, sure. yeah. uh, 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 possibly a bar. I, I, I kind of like to stay away from bars. It's because, tougher in a bar. Well, you you cannot compete with alcohol. I, That's I don't, my understanding. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I always lose. Yeah. <laughs> I did stand up for about five years, and I realized I, I, I wanted to stop babysitting drunks, and 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 I became more of a children's performer, and now I I entertain kids. So yeah, so yeah, that's that's kind of like my idea. Um, and and then have cool. Uh, there's there's no winners and losers. We're all winners when you get up there and you do that, and have a, like a, a local business um, supply something. Um, uh, let's say Donut King. Donut King, you familiar with Donut King? Love Donut King. All right, so Donut King supplies the donuts for everybody. We have them wrapped in each bag, and each person that comes up gets a Donut King donut. Um, or 
we have like five different establishments that support and whoever, you know, maybe it's a grab bag that they take out of. Um, so it, where is this, where is this coming from for you? Why are, why is this important to you and why did you think of this? Because obviously I had sort of this, you know, almost visceral reaction when you said show and tell. Right. Uh, so that it was sort of this uh, unexplored and unshared thing from my childhood. And so where did this come from for you? Um, for me, I loved show and tell. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm one of eight kids growing up. and There were only eight kids? There were only eight kids, yeah. We were passionate Protestants, as my mom would say. And, and when people ask, are you guys Catholic? And when we got together, like we played cards, everybody had a chance to, you know, put their card in. And sure. everybody got their allotted moment. And I love that because it was like, okay, it's up to my brother and my sister and it's almost up to me. Okay, now I get to be, you know, part of it. I think we all want that communal acceptance, that communal, like, I'm going to go and I'm going to get up and I'm going to talk about my speak and spell. And there's going to be somebody out there that remembers that. Yeah. It feels that. And I mean, you're the first one I've, I've, I've thrown it at. And in, in this regard, as far as saying, hey, tell me about your show and tell. And it, it hit, I mean, it did touch you. Mm-hmm. That nostalgia, that like, I didn't get a chance to do it. I, w- I want to do it. So why not? Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's very interesting. How does that fit in okay. with all of the other things that you're doing? Because I find that fascinating that you're still thinking of uh, new things to launch new things to do new new ways to explore and so let's start with the black cow jumps because i think that's quite remarkable so i went to the winter park library for your last performance and it was pretty neat so where did that where did the idea for that come from um i was with uh, about two and a half years ago i was with a troupe called living room theater Mm -hmm. and um uh, uh, this woman had created it uh, T. Smallen and yep. Jack Graham and, and myself. And uh, we we were together and we did this kind of performance. Similar, similar performance. Mainly in people's homes. Mainly in people's homes. But um, also libraries. Like you did the uh, Fringe Festival, I think. It's the Fringe Festival, too, yeah, yeah in, in, yep. in people's homes. And um, about a year and a half ago, um, yeah, March, a year and a half ago, about a year and a half ago, um, I, I spun off on my own. And I... Um, I, I, I I, I wanted to make it a little different, a little my own. Um, mm-hmm. And what I gravitated towards was connection. Um, one of the pieces, as you saw, is called The Art of Connection. And the, the show, as you know, is 14 vignettes, musical pieces, experimental, three-person, pe- two-people dialogue, one-person uh, monologues. And, and everything is self-contained except for this one bit. And the bit is where um, a, an audience member decides to uh, join me on stage. Um, and hopefully it's a she. Um, I, I prefer she, she's. That, that, that's just my preference. And she, she and I, and I have to not know her at all. And she and I create our own relationship, our own mm-hmm. unique relationship, permission base. And that is totally unscripted. And that it depends on how vulnerable I want to be. Usually she is the same way. And, and, and you experienced it. You, you, you saw how it worked. Um, and that, that is rich. That is so 
when do you when do you or when have you ever gone to see something and see something from nothing grow into holding hands crying right. laughing uh, well, I almost cussed sorry just <laughs> being being like just there um and 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 that's what that's what blackout jumps is it's it's a chance yeah. to see yourself and other people and, and 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 good art is that way i mean you look at a painting and it's like oh my god that's me or oh, oh geez that's that reminds me of yeah. this or something along those lines yeah with black cow jumps it, we're so close in proximity with the audience i mean we we're we're in the audience we're almost sitting next to them yeah. at times that that energy um permeates to 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 the audience um so let me ask you about the the actual nuts and bolts and bolts uh, of it uh the the show itself as you mentioned is a number of different vignettes and mm. and uh musical arrangements so you had three performers and a musician mm-hmm. uh and her dog uh, yes. was there as well mm-hmm. and were was were things scripted was it a combination of scripting and improv uh, was it, you know, you going up with a particular topic? Because every vignette is introduced with the uh, title. So was it you just going up and, and trying to figure out how to interact with the other performer and trusting that performer to keep the, you know, sort of that improv, yes, and uh, keep the scene going? Right. So I was curious about that. I the, the one scene that you're mentioning was remarkable for what it was. And I don't think could have happened without all the vignettes leading up to that. Absolutely. And making the audience more comfortable and letting them understand what was going on. You, you, I, we could not start the show off with that piece. That, that piece was at near the end, yeah. like uh, 12. So, so to be totally transparent with you, Nick, and that is the performers, the actors write and perform their own pieces. Mm-hmm. It has to deal with their lives. Right. Okay. Um, the actors, the jumpers, I call them, black cow jumps, uh, the jumpers, we meet, we have a drink, we talk about life. We, we're doing what you and I are doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and something triggers them. Bingo. The uh, speak and spell tri- triggers. That's, that's something that's unique, that's yours, that, you know what, relates. It's universal. It relates to everybody. I didn't get my chance when I was in second grade to get up there and finish my show and tell. And... These moments, and, and I lean towards relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm single uh, in my 50s. Um, th- that's, that's where I, I am. I'm, you know, I would love to fall in love again. I, I mean, I really, I, mean, I would love that. That's tough, though, by the way. That's another conversation. Okay. And, and the, the, um, the actors uh, write and perform their own pieces. Uh, there's one piece called Nothing, and, and that is actually from Nothing. Um, Chris, uh, he is... Uh, one of the main jumpers I, I use, mm-hmm. um, the woman, and, and she and I decide who's going to begin that piece. But it's from nothing. You know, she knows what's going on in my life. I know what's going on with her life, and and we we create whatever whatever is at that moment, being present to it. Now, each one of the jumpers decides how much of themselves they want to show, and they tell each other, the other actors, ahead of time. So, hey, okay. I don't want to talk about me being a filmmaker. I don't want to talk about me being Jiggle Man. I, I'm not, I don't want to talk about Matthew the County Cowboy. I do not want to talk about being uh, Lake County Soil and Water Conservation Supervisor Seat 1. So we set our own parameters. And then when we go out there, it's purely trust. It's mm-hmm. like, 
okay, where do you want to go? What feels good? When it's real and authentic, the audience sees it and feels it. I know. I, yeah. I'm a comedian. I, li- I listen to audiences all the time. When they're not doing anything, we're de- they're like dead space. Nervous and trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Th- they're there. Um, th- this type of theater is, I call it experimental. I don't know. I've never seen it before. I've never seen it so yeah. visceral, in, in my opinion. How does it work in somebody's living room? So I've seen it, you know, you see it on stage. You think theater and you think of the stage. You think of the seating. You think of going somewhere for the evening. Um, when it comes to the living room experience, and Jack and Tease have both been on the show before as well. Mm-hmm. And so listening to them talk about uh, their experiences, how does a Black How Jumps, how would you explain that to somebody who might want to, you know, do something unique for a gathering at their house? I I tell people, see the show, you know. Um, if you see it, then I, I, I don't know how to explain it. Um, I, I'm trying to coin it. I'm trying to brand it. I'm trying to sure, figure sure, out how, yeah. to, how to say it. Um, living spaces, living rooms are intimate spaces. Uh, fights happen. Love happens. Um, everyday communal being on the computer happens, being present with your love, your spouse, your husband, your wife, your son, your daughter. Mm-hmm. These spaces have some imprinted um, community, uh, some feelings, some... An aura, uh, almost, like a yeah. presence. Yeah. And, and, and that, you know, that chair that you sit into has some uh, value to the people who live there. And if if... I sit in that chair, then I get to feel that. And th- th- I'm talking about the energies of, of mm-hmm. it. Now, um, if if you are a patron of the arts, and I find in my where I am that women seem to gravitate towards this the most. Um, there are some men that that do too, and 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 I don't mean to men box everybody. Yeah, yeah I don't mean to do yeah. that. I just I just feel that. Women come after the, up after the show and are very uh, forthcoming and, and very expressive of how much they like like what they saw and they experienced. In in a living room, since we have that built-in imprint of community, it's so much easier for the audience to to jump in with us mm-hmm. to to actually be jumpers. Um, yeah, I think that answered the question. Did it? It did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Uh, so the next show that people can go see it is in Okoe at Dragonfly Studios, October 6th. What about the one-minute film festival at the Downtown Library on September 29th? All right. Um, so uh, last year, um, the downtown, the Orange County Downtown Library wanted to do something called um, Outside the Box, making a library something more than a library. Mm-hmm. And uh, I threw out, I, I threw out ideas to him. I said, "Hey, put in washers and dryers for a day, and let anybody come and wash and dry their clothes." <laughs> that, that was my idea. And, you know, have it next to a coffee shop and serve coffee. Uh, they didn't take that idea. And on a whim, I was like, "How about a one-minute film festival too?" And they came back and they jumped at that. I, I thought the washer and dryer idea was. I like that you, but this is a way. I mean, just to get libraries to do what you want. Just in general, if anybody's trying to convince a library to do an event, lead with washer dryer <laughs> and then follow up with the event that you want to do. 
Something it's like, a great way <laughs> to interact with libraries. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wash and dryer. Come on. Down. I, I, I really mean, it'd be like perfect that. for downtown. Yeah, sure. So they took the idea, um, and I, um, I am on what's called Film Freeway. It's a hub for filmmakers around the world, uh, and they submit their films, and then uh, they can submit their films to any festival, and Life Screenings is, is my festival. Mm-hmm. I curate on, on, on one idea, and that is to show films that show a world that I want to live in. And I'm and looking, life screenings is the one you do over at Winter Park. Library. Right, exactly. Right. This this one minute film festival. It's life screenings one minute film festival. Okay, yeah. so it's the same theme. It's just they have to be one minute. Right. Last year we received about sixty films from around the world. Wow. And uh, we ended up showing about thirty five of them. Uh, a minute can can move you. Yeah. Oh my. Oh my God. We had three that were just. Well, it's it's interesting because you put that constraint on it and some people will look at it and go, I can't tell my story in one minute. Mm-hmm. And other people look at it and go, okay, how do I take everything else that is unnecessary for what I'm trying to say? Right. And it might be beautiful, it might be wonderful, it might add to it, but what is that concise and just pure moment that I'm trying to get across? And how do I do that in one minute? And that constraint can actually lead to more creativity. Yeah, uh, get down to the bare bones. Yeah. Tell you know, tell the story. Um, I like it. So, so, so that was last year, and and this year, I think we have forty submissions so far from around the world. Uh, we'll end up showing like a, an hour and a half um, uh, film uh, screening. Wow! It's eleven o'clock on the I think the 29th of September. That is correct. And there's free donuts and coffee. And um, I might be able to Skype in maybe one or two of the filmmakers, possibly. And or- you're bringing the washer dryer. <laughs> LG supporting the <laughs> library with washers and dryers. Uh, that would be cool. That's great. There will be no washers and dryers <laughs> at the downtown library. Yeah. We are joking if anybody <laughs> doesn't realize that. Well, Banks, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to have to take a break. But if you want to learn more about uh, Black Cow Jumps, about the One Minute Film Festival, about any of the other things that we're talking about, you can go to my site, to a certain degree.com. I'll have all the links there. Uh, or you can go to bankshelfrich.com. That's B A N K S H E L F R I C H.com. There you go. I just did your uh, jingle. Yeah, you did. You're welcome. Oh, you're, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought this was appropriate for uh, our conversation. Elvis Costello, every day I write the book. On WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Stay with us, though, because coming back, we have bad business ideas. We have uh, September 10th, 1991. Very big day in music history. Do you remember where you were on this day in 1991? 91, 91. Um, um, Yes, I was working at Universal Studios. Very good. That was perfect. You probably may have heard the song that came out on this day. All right. So we'll talk about that. Okay. Stay tuned. This is Elvis... Costello. Wait. Costello. Costello. Yeah. Not Costello. No. All right, great. On WPRK Winter Park, Florida, you're listening to a certain degree. This episode is brought to you by Fly Me to the Prune. Speaking of sustainability, get all your local greens, blues, and other colorful produce without cars and with catapults. Our food delivery system is as organic as it is dangerous. Place your order today at toacertaindegree.com. Garage a trois. I believe is how you pronounce that on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was plena for my grundle, which sounds like just a bunch of made-up words. 
which is, uh, I, I think, perfect for the show that I'm doing on the radio right now on WPRK. You're listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick. Every week I have a very special guest. This week's special guest, Banks Helfrich, is here. Banks, how are you? I'm doing well. Still awake? I am still awake, yeah. A big Wawa's cup of 24-ounce coffee there. Yeah, this show brought to you by Wawa. Thank you so much <laughs> for that. Uh, yeah, no, really appreciate you having you here. Uh, we talked a lot about Black Cow Jumps in the last hour, uh, a little bit of your background as a performer and who you are in general as a person. So if you missed any of that, the show will be available online in a streaming format and a podcast format here uh, within the next week or so. I would say you can go to a certain degree. You can go to a website called toacertaindegree.com. That is just really confusing, and I really wish somebody would fix that, but that somebody is me, and there's so many other things that I need to be doing. So what we do is we play some games, we talk about the person, I do an interview, and one of the things I want to do to get to know you a little bit better is have you helped me with some of my wonderfully terrible business ideas? Now, we already talked about one in the last hour that was just crust. Right. You're a big fan of pies, but mainly the crust. Right. So if we could create a bakery that just does the crust, somehow flavors them, I would imagine. You just don't want a graham cracker, a hot graham cracker, right? You don't, but you want some sort of fruit in there and and just get the fruit out. Once the juices get into the crust... You're done with the fruit. Yeah. I feel like it's low calorie or lower calorie. Uh, the fruit doesn't have much calorie to begin okay, with. Okay, so it's all the, the sugar. Crust. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The crust has. A we'll lot figure more. it out. We'll yeah. come up with the hook yeah. for that. But just crust. Just crust. Coming soon to theaters near you because you're a filmmaker. <laughs> I am a filmmaker. Yeah. That, so that's, that works out perfectly. So you're also a musician? Do you sing and dance? I don't know. Not really. I mean, Great. Then we don't have to <laughs> sing the song ourselves. We're going to have somebody else, a professional, sing it. Do a jingle for Perfect. us. Bad business ideas. It's time to be just one. It's going to be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come on, have some fun. Yes, bad business ideas, solving problems both real and imaginary since 2016. Banks, you're a successful guy. Um, yeah. Yeah, for the purposes of this yes, part I, of the show. Yeah, I, I am. Uh, so you're perfect to have on bad business ideas. This is my chance to talk to clever and successful people, people who have potential. And who has more potential than you? I can think of a lot of people. Well, no, so I'm asking oh, because oh. I may want to have them on the show. Oh, I see. Well, uh, t- tell me about them after. We don't okay. have time for that now. <laughs> All right. Uh, these are diamonds in the rough, very rough, coal in most cases. We're going to try to polish them. We're going to try to put lipstick on these pigs. Speaking of pigs, these are both food-related oh. items. Mm. These are food-related ideas. And what you're going to do is you can help me develop each one, but I want you to choose one. That's the one we're going to go out and find the funding for. And by we, I mean you. So this could come from friends. This could come from family. This could come from a bank. I don't know if they actually give out money. I don't know how that works because obviously none of these are very good ideas. But the, you know, it could be crowdfunding, could be Kickstarter. Right. The important thing is I'm not doing any of the work 
You are, by being on the show, you've agreed to do this. I don't know if you realize that. I, I, I didn't sign that waiver. However, I, I will sign the waiver. Well, it, it doesn't. I mean, just by, you know, being here. Okay. I think there's Default. an rule. Yeah, you're on the hook, yeah. which makes you feel like a fish. And isn't that what we're all looking for? Feeling like, like a, a fish? fish? Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. A paddlefish for me. Great. Yeah. Great. Banks, may I call you Banks? Sure. Awesome. Are you familiar with surge pricing for Uber and prime time for Lyft? Yes. That's price increase during uh, peak periods. Peak periods, a lot of demand, a lot of stress on the system. A bunch of people need a ride at the same time and they charge a little bit extra. Now, where else can we apply this type of thinking that will help people? Because obviously we want to help people. Mm -hmm. The supermarket. So... Those are notoriously bad places to visit when you're in a hurry, maybe, or hungry, or hung. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, or in a hurry. That's actually, yeah, that's a that's a big part of it. You go in, you see a bunch of bogos. You're we're going to solve a real problem here. Okay, so you go to Publix, hungry or in a hurry, and instead of getting the ingredients you need for meal prep for the week, you pick up a twenty count of chicken tenders, four boxes of cereals whatever condiments are on sale, and a pound of Munster cheese that you can eat on the drive home. Okay. Now, that hasn't happened to me, obviously. No, no, it hasn't happened to me either. However, I like that idea. I think we should invest in a bib while you're driving home and eating that. Some sort of like a, 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 a something, a blanket. To that, keep it off of you? Yeah, yeah. I like that. And, and, and I We're have, on the go. Yeah, yeah. And a, a brand new car I have. I don't want any uh, pieces of chicken anywhere in my, uh, sure. uh, my car. So like a bib. Pie that, crust. A pie crust, right? Yeah. But uh, like a bib that, that goes down so it doesn't get on your shirt. Yep. And, and goes. But it also catches? Yes. Yeah. Could, you know what? It could be almost a trough. A little car trough. You could just like munch on it. You ever go to those restaurants and they have walls that uh, are, are feeding walls? I call them feeding walls, but they I, have lettuces that are growing in the wall. I have not, but that sounds okay. On Park Avenue, there's a, there's a place, other, other places, but okay. I, so they just have plants growing. On well, no, no, but these are edible plants. This is lettuce growing out of the wall. But do you eat? Is that the yeah, concept? They, is they, that you they just use graze it. on the wall. Well, <laughs> that's what I would like it to be. Just like walk up gently and kind of like. However, they cut it and they put it in their salads and stuff. Sure. I think there should be like a place that's a grazing wall and the tall people get the stuff on top. Yep. And then anything that falls down, the short of, I mean, nothing against, I mean, I guess it would be. It feels like trickle down economics. Yes, is what it, you're does, it does. Yeah. It does. It doesn't. Yeah. Which I think is always proven to work well. <laughs> Is my understanding of I'm Canadian. Oh, you are Canadian. Yes. Oh, I didn't know so, that. So trickle down economics seems to work. <laughs> now let's get back to the surge pricing okay. yeah. and supermarkets. Okay. So what I described is obviously a meal that I've never purchased before and then eaten immediately. What I'm talking about is if you go to the supermarket hungry, we're going to try to help you to not be that way by increasing the prices while you're there. So if you're hungry, instead of like a BOGO, you get a buy one, which is a buy one, get one free. They would all be 10. You would buy 10, get one. So it would be 10 <laughs> times the cost. I see. If you order three pub subs because you're starving, you only get a single slice of turkey, and that costs $22. <laughs> right. So you see, what we're doing is hitting you in the wallet yeah. 
to prevent you from making bad life decisions at the supermarket. Absolutely. I, I do like that. However, isn't it counterintuitive for the supermarket? I mean, don't they want you to buy more stuff while you're there? That's a really uh, good point. I'm sure the supermarket wouldn't be into that. I did come up with a good name for it, though, this product. However, it? we would do it. I'm not really sure how it would work. Save your bacon. Save your bacon. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Um, would there be some sort of like test as you come in? They, they, they take your blood or whatever, and they see what your blood sugar is. So Ooh, that yes. so that so that that yeah. dictates how much they're going to charge you for the food, uh, like like if your blood sugar is really low, oh my gosh, you know that bacon is you know sixty two dollars, right? Instead of and, and if it's yeah. a high blood count, uh, then you're sugar fine. count, then, yeah. then then it's like okay, it's regular, it's two ninety nine. Yeah, and you have your list that would also count towards it, mm-hmm. uh, because if you go in without a list, what are you going to end up buying? Uh, uh, Oreo Gigas. cookies. Exactly. Yeah. Ex- not that there's anything wrong with that. Oreo is a big listener. Yeah. Grasshoppers. You ever had the grasshopper oh, cookies? Yeah. Lovely. I made, lovely. I made ice cream out of it one a time. box of those. Oh, geez. Yeah. They, what is that? Stop. That's in there. That just like... I, really I don't know. S- I'm getting hungry right now. This is a food show we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. This is... Only like crust this. and... Okay. Whatever. So that's the idea behind Save Your Bacon. Mm-hmm. So some things to work out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not seeming like this is the way to go. So let's try the second one. Let's All try right. the second idea and stick with the food theme for a second. Have you ever eaten at somebody's house? Yes. Okay. There's no need to brag. <laughs> On occasion, were you at somebody's house and the food wasn't that great? Hmm. You don't have to name names. Hey, my mom. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, my mom's makes it. She's a great cook. Uh, yes, I, I, I can't, you know, yes. Maybe it was a little underspiced. Maybe it was just, uh, you know, not very flavorful. I, I will say this. I think people have been to my house yep. and have, have found that. Have had that yeah. experience? Well, my food might be bland. Okay. Uh, bl- maybe it, it does need pepper or salt or something else. But you've been in that position where you're, you know, you're having to... Pretend to like the food. You don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Absolutely. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, never again. Because I have a product for you. It's full of flavor and very sneaky. Okay. Okay. Gloves. Right? Yeah. With flavoring on them. <laughs> they can be pre-salted, some paprika, a little garlic. You pick up your food, maybe dip a finger in your soup. And you're good to go. And no one knows. These aren't going to be like really big leather gloves. These are going to be like skin tight gloves. They look like your hands. Okay. Okay. That's good. But they've got spices and flavoring on them. Guess what the name is? Uh, uh, Finger Foods. Ranch Hands. Ooh. So you pick it up, whatever it is, and then you're you're basically right. eating flavor. Okay. So, so the, and that way, get rid of the utensils. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, you, no utensils. I'm assuming these would be finger foods, but they may not be. Right, right. So that could be a problem, but you would eat with your hands. How many finger foods really need, you know, extra seasoning? I, mean, I don't know. Because most I finger have foods to... have got, I mean, unless like ranch hands, there's ranch in there. Well, and it could be ranch flavored, yeah. sure. Uh, I was thinking jazz hands oh, okay. could be like a spicy glove if right. you need a little spice in your life. Okay. Uh, bridal hands. Bridal. Instead of idle hands. 
for those weddings where you know they're not going to be spending a lot on the catering yeah. and it's not open bar, maybe the gloves are alcoholic. Oh, nice. That's, yeah. That's... yeah. Light-handed when you need something lower in calories. Oh, light. Oh, that, that I I might invest in. And, and these look exactly like your hands. Exactly like your hands. Mm, okay. They're now, just spice. You could even just, if you just like ranch. Yeah. How about that would be if, if, if they're like edible at the end, you just eat eat the glove. Eat the gloves. I feel like you might accidentally hurt yourself. Oh, because the gloves look so much like your own yeah. skin and yeah. you might. Mm. The idea is to transfer the spice to the food by touching the food. Right, right, with right. With your ranch hands. Hmm. Okay. Now we, let's say, okay. I'm going to give you a scenario. Set a scene. Here we go. I'm going to give you a scenario. Set a scene. So, so I have the ranch hands. Yes. And, and I'm eating. And um, I also like to bite my fingernails. Okay. So your delicious, delicious fingernails. Is yeah, I don't. I don't eat the fingernails. I just like to bite. I used to. Well, they're delicious because you're wearing the ranch. Oh hats. my gosh, that's probably why I would want to go back to biting my fingernails because yeah. the ranch gloves yeah. would be so um, appetizing. So what would that have? I mean, I might start chewing immediately after the meal. Mm-hmm. You put on uh, jazz hands, which are the spicier versions, and then when you go to chew it. You get that shot of Tabasco. Yes. I, I used to suck my thumb and my mom would like put some stuff on my thumb. This is fantastic be. because now we have, you have to, once you buy ranch hands, you have to buy jazz hands. All right. So, okay. So, so let's, let's, let's put both of these products together. Yeah. You know, you well, buy one line. We have a BOGO there. We buy yeah. one, you get one free. Well, right? I, I would charge for both of them. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, but. However, if you're going to put it on TV, like only oh, on yeah, TV, yes. so you, you, you're, you're yeah, just you're enticing. You're already down the road. You're already yeah. down the road. Like, how are we going to sell it? Where are we going to sell it? Yeah. As seen on TV, that sort of thing. I get a friend of mine who does that, as seen on TV. He sells all that product. He's Mr. TV? Um, no, no. He sells that product. <laughs> Those products. I assume it's named after somebody. Um, as seen on yeah. TV. Yeah, Mr. TV. Yeah, Mr. TV. I, I, yeah. Oh yeah, he well, does. it sounds like you're leaning toward ranch hands. I do like ranch hands. I do now flavored now, gloves. That brings you back to being extremely um, tactile in your eating. Right. So let's go back to that for a second. Okay. Spaghetti and meatballs. Let's set a scene. Okay. You've got a salad, and they are. It's underwhelming in terms of the dressing or whatever they put on salads these days. I don't even know how. When was the last time I had a salad? Uh, spaghetti and meatballs. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so there's, how do we deliver that to the food if it's on your hands? Mm. Okay. What we could do is look into something else. Uh, this is something that I was thinking about. Remember the old giant rings that had poison in them that they would use in the movies? Oh, yeah. Why not just go find a bunch of those, hopefully with very little poison in them, right. and resell those? And you could put the spice. They could come pre-spiced. Oh. We could make them to look like really modern looking uh, and different. Again, you're trying to disguise this. Right. You're trying to get in there without telling the person. Yes. And hurting their feelings mm-hmm. that their bolognese sauce is bolognoffle. <laughs> That did not work at all, as I'd hoped. But you're trying to do that. You're trying to save the person the embarrassment. Embarrassment. Yes, yes. And the hurtfulness 
of telling them they're a terrible cook. Right. I, I, see, I see your point. So poison rings, meant right. to look like modern jewelry. Right. Maybe the necklace. Um, maybe you are poisoning people. Oh, this is a good... So, so you reach over the food and then you, yeah, like, you, you like, like hit a button. Ka-chinka. Yeah, yeah. Kachinka is the sound. Is that, is that the name of the product too? Uh, Kachinka. That would yeah. that'd be a pretty good name. Yeah. I, I like okay. that. So we solved the problem. So you go in, you've got jewelry. Mm-hmm. Ready to go. This one is Tabasco. This one is salt. This one is pepper. Mm-hmm. You've got the gloves. Could one of them be paprika? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say which is which. I'm not going to tell you what your flavors are. Right, right. And and they can be re reused. We're, we're going to curry to the type <laughs> of spices that you like. Yeah, I do like curry. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they can be reused. The gloves cannot I think the gloves are going to be one-time use, but maybe those are more for barbecues. Mm. You know, you know, you're going to have a burger. You know, you're going to have some. You know, you're going to eat hand foods. Right, right, right. Hand foods, I think, is the technical term. Oh my God! Yes, hand foods would be yeah. So if you're going to a dinner party, upscale, Mm. high-level dinner party, they have cuffs on the gloves. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, there'll be like gloves that. Oh, I was thinking more the jewelry. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, we'll do the jewelry. If it's lower brow and it's outside and it's brats and, you know, those sorts of things. And you're like, I just need more flavoring. Right. I'm going to wear ranch hands. I think think that'll work. I mean, I I think... All right. Now, as an entrepreneur, we're thinking... I don't know why you're looking at me when you say that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're thinking of a service giving to people need something. They need this service, this void in their lives. Yes. Wait, they have this void in their lives. We're going to fill it. Right, right, right. right. I I see. This flavor void. Okay. All right. I, I I I don't know. I don't think. I don't know. Would it sell? I'm thinking, would it sell? Okay. Well, here's the thing. Okay. You just have to choose between ranch hands and save your bacon. So oh. which one do you think is the strongest? Oh, ran- ranch hands for sure. Ranch hands, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll figure out the wood itself later. No, you're right, you're right. Now, now the uh, 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 apparel of the ranch hands, the the, the fashion of oh, the... Oh, we I mean, could go we, into a whole fashion line. We, I, I'm That's what I was talking about, like, maybe some of them have gauntlets, yeah. or some yeah. of them have... Oh, yeah. Like if it's um, a sports theme, there's like armbands that are that are around them, like, because because you're gonna like the wristbands. Yeah, you're gonna lose out when you wear the glove. You've got to have some differentiation of because it's not gonna look exactly like my hand. My arm is not gonna look exactly like my hand okay. w- with the gloves on. Sure. So you need something that's gonna um, hide it, I guess. Hide Do the you fact know that you're trying to... Hide the glove. Hide the glove. Got because, you, you know, this will get out. I mean, people will find out, you're will coming they, to my house. Will they with, check you for gloves and jewelry? Okay. So, so, so the hotter that this item is, the more people know about it. And what will people start doing? They might check you as you, you enter the house. I, I mean, I could see that happening. So we could also scale, sell some sort of scanners. Okay. That look for that sort yes, of Yes, yes. Yeah. Because maybe you want to know. Maybe you want this constructive criticism. All right. To it. know that your bolognese is bolognawful. Yep. I'm going to keep going with that <laughs> until it catches on. But I got it the first just, time. If somebody just told you mm. that you needed more salt, 
in your bolognese. All right. Okay. Ready, Nick? I'm, I'm 100%. You go into someone's house. I hope to someday. They're, the, they're your friends because they invited you. Would love to have friends. How about this? You sit down, you take one bite of whatever it is. You do not have the, the, the hands on, the, the ranch hands. No ranch hands. You take one bite, okay? It needs salt. How about this? Hey, friend, neighbor, person who invited me over to your house. Sure, that's exactly how I address people. Would you, would you pass me the salt? Do you I'm think not, that, that's too I'm offensive? I'm not understanding. Yeah, that's complete. I'm so offended right now, and I'm the person asking the question. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you're right. We do definitely need the ranch hands then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we've proven it beyond a shadow of a doubt. I think we can, what I'm going to do is take this recording and instead of doing a business plan, I'm just going to take it to the bank. All right. And say, listen to this, guys. Yeah. This was Banks Helfrich <laughs> talking to me about this. So you know you're going to need to give me some money. But and then there might be a misunderstanding of like me threatening them for money right, and you know right. well you'll have to bail me out but that'll be part of the business plan. right right what about taking it to a pitch like a, a um capital not capital um in, in, like an investor yeah, type in, of in, yeah. angel i mean they have those here venture uh, the, capital. the incubators are here yeah uh, venture oh, capital yeah we can incubate this yeah, so well, you're saying uh, for eggs for eggs yeah ranch hands for eggs Oh, no, by incubator, you mean a business incubator, not <laughs> yes, yes. chicken incubator. Not chicken. No, no. Ooh. Okay, I'm glad we cleared that yeah, up yeah. before I went out and bought a bunch of eggs. <laughs> yeah. That is good. Okay, so we're going with Ranch Hands. Uh -huh. You're going to be running that organization. Sure. <laughs> Love the enthusiasm. And, uh, yeah, that'll be launching uh, any day now. Uh, yeah, give me six hours. Okay. All right. Give Fantastic. me give me four hours. I'll give you six. All right. Yeah. All right. Because right. I'm going to take a nap. I mean, I do have a, a virtual reality thing. Maybe I'll I'll bring it up in my virtual reality um, uh, meeting today. It feels like we're in a virtual reality. Really? No, I mean talking about this. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I <laughs> I I don't. Does it feel? No. no okay. Really. It feels totally realistic. Like all of these ideas are really good ideas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Self-driving cars came up somewhere at, at some point. Earlier today? No, 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 no. Like like years ago, someone said, hey, sure. how about self-driving? And that oh, was pretty crazy idea. Like, and, like you're insane. Yeah, no one wants to do that. So what you're saying is gloves with flavoring on them mm -hmm. is the new driverless cars. I would that say. That is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I, I, I can see the, the, the parallels there. Wonderful. So let's listen to a song. Okay. Uh, since we're talking about vehicles, let's listen to some Chet Baker with the song Vehicle on WPRK in Winter Park, Florida. Thank you so much, Banks. You're welcome for Nick. putting up with that. This episode is brought to you by Ice Pants. Are your trousers ready for a rise in temperature? A literal rise in the temperature of the earth, not the fun kind. It will be once you get a pair of Ice Pants. Similar to a regular pair of slacks, Ice pants are lined with a space-age polymer that stays cold all day. Throw it in the freezer each night, ready to go in the morning. They come in a variety of styles, and so long as you don't iron them, you or your town won't be exposed to deadly radiation. Also, don't get them wet or feed them after midnight. Ice pants. Climate change? More like climate chic. Order at toacertaindegree.com. Chet Baker. 
on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Can you hear anything in the headphones? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm there. I can't hear a thing. Yeah. Oh, that's because I wasn't plugged in. Hey, Chet Baker on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. That was vehicle because we're all in vehicles, if you think about it. Yeah. Our bodies, the houses that we're in, the the buildings. I'm not really sure where I'm going with this. Can you save me? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, all right. Thanks. Banks Helfrick is here. <laughs> thanks, Banks. You're welcome. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, Banks, you're here because you have a lot of stuff coming up. You're a very interesting person. Right. I'd love to have interesting people on the show. So if you want to learn more about Banks, bankshelfrick.com. Yep. That's H-E-L-F-R-I-C-H mm-hmm. dot com. So, so Nick, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to okay. derail you just for a moment. Okay, great. I mean, I'm not in a, in a bad way. I'm just going to derail you. Because derail has such... Negative connotations, yeah. Boy, does it? Well, derail to... Like a train derails at the station, so you yeah. can get on and off. Maybe I don't want to derail you. You know what I want to do? I want to I throw something your way. Yeah, please. Because we talked about your ideas. Yeah. Um, ranch hands. Yep. Ranch gloves. Ranch gloves. Ranch hands. Ranch hands. Yep. So, so Nick, would you be interested in jumping? Oh, black cow jumps? Yeah. In being one of the jumpers? Yeah. I would love that. You'd love to jump? Yeah. This is the only reason I had you on <laughs> is to lead to this question. I'm just kidding. For those of you who are just tuning in, Black Cow Jumps is an amazing show that Banks is a part of and sort of the wrangler of the jumpers. Jumpers, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the next one is coming up on October 6th. That'll be out in Okoe at Dragonfly Studio. And you can also catch it a couple more times before the end of the year at the Winter Park Library. Right. Uh, November 10th and December 8th. And, yeah. and those are free shows. Those are free wine and cheese and crackers. You just have to sign up on online for it's, that. It's a really remarkable show. If you like um, improv, it's sort of uh, what I, how I would describe sure. it. Sure. Oh, yeah. As, is a sort of mix of improv and uh sketch uh like scripted uh stuff but it, it's it's short it's little snippets little vignettes so about 14 of them some songs interspersed here and there and funny poignant uh essentially the range of emotions but uh something different than i think you would see if you were just going out for a regular night at the theater right yeah right so that's the way it's, it's not dr phillips it. you know it's, correct yeah it's nothing nothing like that yeah. so yeah i would love that oh wonderful yeah um, yeah, I'm putting together my jumpers coming up and, uh, yeah, maybe as a guest artist. How about that? Perfect. Yeah. I'm in. All right. I will jump. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is basically what we've been doing for the last hour and uh, 37 minutes. It goes by quickly, doesn't it? It does. It, I mean, we've, we had the, the songs, Elvis yeah, Costello, songs. which was, I, I love Elvis Costello. Yeah. You ever hear Allison? Of course. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Such know. a good song. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah, we'll jump. I mean, okay. That's what we've been doing, basically. We Yeah. We've been, I threw you in with a couple of games, and we've been having some really good conversations. And if you missed any of it, you can always listen to it later on. But, yeah, this is, the way I describe the show to people is this is a show mainly just for me. I get a lot out of it. I get to talk to people. This is my way to talk to strangers because I'm not always that good in crowds or, you know, going up and just talking to a person uh, randomly. So this is my way of getting to know new people. So do you have a press pass that you can go into 
like Brandon Burns has a press pass to, to go in and meet people like at, at functions. I don't. I just usually go to functions, you know, as a, as a, as a Spectator. normal. Yeah. Yeah. As Brendan yeah. would call us as a normal. Oh, we're normals. Yeah. Yeah. That's how yeah, Brendan is up here. Right. Right. And then the rest of us are down the, here. The I think he would agree with that. You mean <laughs> Brendan, if you're listening, you can go ahead and just let us know. Yeah. So, okay. So he, you're saying the press is like up here. No, no, no. I'm no. saying Brendan oh, thinks oh, that he's... Oh. I'm joking. Brendan oh. is a wonderful guy, and he'll be on the show on October 1st. Oh, okay. And there's never been a more down-to-earth person. No, I usually don't go as a member of the media because I don't consider myself that. Right. Um, I look for people to interview, so I'm sometimes asking as somebody who hosts a show on WPRK if they'd like to come on and do right. an interview. Um, I haven't had an opportunity to go out and interview somebody... Like remotely. Right. I right. usually try to have them come in because I feel like that's a better experience. I see. I see. Um, well, it's controlled environment. The, the, right. The but it's also, it's going out on the air. So everybody's on their best behavior. We have a two hour limit. You know, I think that it, it becomes a little more, uh, you know, it's, it's constrained, but it le- that constraint allows us to be a little more focused. You think so? I yeah. mean, because this construct is limiting isn't it i mean wouldn't wouldn't if we went if you went out you would have the unpredictability of that person walking in or that that someone tripping and falling or something i'm not going to trip and fall while i'm in here because i'm sitting down in a chair however the unpredictability life don't you think is that way it's the unpredictableness of it that makes it like so memorable it's it's an interesting point i think that um I think about the technology aspect of it. So getting everybody mic'd up, like Mm. depending on where we are, making sure the sound is good. Mm -hmm. Because what I think about is not only the conversation I'm having, but also how is it going to sound later to other people? So to me, this controlled environment, or even in my car, for example, like if I was driving around, I could even set up the GoPro on the dash and mic everybody up. And I know it would be from a quality perspective, it would be good. Um, but I would have some concerns with, because audio to me, when you're listening to something like this is very important. So sometimes I take a lot of time to make sure editing and everything, it sounds good. Um, I'll go back and make sure our levels are good. Those sorts of things. Right, right. I, so I see there's a little wind noise in the background. I would like that though, because I think some, you know, if you are like, if we were to do this at a park and I could test out first and right. make sure that it was it sounded good and everything, then I think it would be good. You know what it sounds like, Nick? It sounds like it's very cumbersome out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have so many variables that you're working with. You got the wind, you got people coming by, you have the unpredictability of weather, you have the mics and the finding out, you know, when we came in here, we had 15 minutes to set up and it was like clockwork. You just, you just did it. Yep. Um, so that, that, that's what it sounds like. Um, I agree with you. It wouldn't be impossible, though. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. I, I do I do agree with you. I like that. All right. Well, let us turn now to 1991, September 10th, oh, yeah. 1991. Televisions, still low resolution, leaving so much more to the imagination. Craft beer barely existed, so I wasn't confused by all the choices. And as you may remember, 
we still had too many hair bands and synthesizers in our popular music. Mm-hmm. But that wouldn't last much longer as a new sound was about to rise out of the previously unknown outpost of the Pacific Northwest. Who even knew about the Pacific Northwest right, right. before September 10th, 1991? The answer? Grunge. No one. Oh. Uh, but yes. <laughs> oh, I'm yes. Sorry. That is, you're right. Today is the anniversary of a song that embodied that new sound. And I thought it would be appropriate to have past guests from the band Expert Timing do the asking of the questions, or as I like to call it, the question asking. Okay. So they're going to be here live via recording to ask us the questions about, and you guessed it, grunge. Grunge, yeah. Jeff, Katrina, and Gibran of Expert Timing, take us away. Hello, WPRK listeners. This is Katrina, Jeff, and Gibran from Expert Timing, and we're here to talk about Nirvana. So today marks the 27th anniversary of the release of Smells Like Teen Spirit from Nirvana. It's an important song, maybe not their best, but it's the one that's come to symbolize the launch of the grunge movement. Along with their album Nevermind, Nirvana was the first band to symbolize the mainstream success of the movement. Everyone suddenly wanted that sound, and everyone wanted to look like they just walked out of a thrift store. So let's start with an easy question. What was your favorite grunge fashion statement? A. Flannel. B. Big boots. Or C. Ripped shirts and jeans. What do you think? Flannel. Me too. Yeah. You know why I liked it was not because we're in Florida, so we didn't really need the layers. Mm -hmm. But what I liked about it was a lot of people would wear one or even two uh, shirts and they would tie it around their waist. And that kind of worked as a girdle for me. So you could kind of hide if you've eaten too much or, yeah. you know, that sort of thing. And you got a little pot belly. Right, it's right. okay. You got your flannel wrapped And you around. got your your layers there. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was lumberjack look. You like looking like a lumberjack. I, yeah. Uh, lumberjacks are pretty, I mean, you look like a lumberjack right now. Thank you. Yeah, you, you know, you just don't have an axe. Um, well, you know, I'm going to get one, You obviously. know what? You know, with your beard and everything? Yeah. You you have kind of this Paul Bunyan-y kind of thing going on. Great. Um, I, I, I like lumberjacks. I don't know what it is. Maybe, I don't, why do I like lumberjacks? I have no idea. I put them in like three of my films. They're, uh, just because maybe the, the Monty Python song is just so good. <laughs> I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. Oh my God, I think so. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I think so. All right, so let's see what expert timing answered. I know for me, I'm going to say flannel because... It's really comfy. Who doesn't like wearing flannel? I'm going to go with flannel. It's yeah. two for flannel. Cabron? Yeah, um, my mom would not have let me rip my clothes. so That would have been... So big yeah. boots or flannel? So uh, flannel it is. Flannel all around. Flannel. <laughs> big winner. So flannel for everyone. Yeah, who does yeah. not like flannel? I, I don't know. I I'm mean, sure there's a flannel defamation league out there that could help us find that out. If we really, if you're listening, call in. Right. The flannel, the FDL. Yeah, I guess, I guess that would be it. Okay. Let's go on to the next question. Question two. What exactly was grunge? Without the help of memes, social media, and smartphones, people struggled with how to define it. Was it a specific guitar sound? Were bands from the Seattle and Portland areas the only ones that could claim it? Did it have its own slang? Unfortunately for a reporter at the New York Times, he asked the slang question of Megan Jasper, who was Sub Pop Records' receptionist at the time. She didn't specifically know of any terms that were grunge in origin, but that didn't stop her from making some up. Which made-up phrase do you wish was in use today? 
A, swinging on the flippity-flop, which means hanging out. B, harsh realm, which means bummer. Or C, cobnobbler, which means loser. So I love this because people were still trying to catch up with what grunge was. So the New York Times was doing a story and they wanted a sidebar. And so they kept calling and harassing this person. And she just made up a bunch of terms. Right. So out of the three, which do you wish was being used today? Swinging on the flippity flop, harsh realm, or cobnobbler? You know, uh, first listening first to those. Yeah. yeah, first listening to those, I'm thinking they sound like surfers. They do a little They're bit, very, right. Very yeah. surfer-esque. Uh, oh, I, I, I don't know. From the valley type of yeah. thing, like 80s valley girl. Right, kind right. Of it was like yeah. the, the leftover valley people that, that, that <laughs> migrated up to Portland and started their own That's little, exactly what happened. I don't know how much surfing's up there. Um, but none of these were real. She made she them just, all She up. just made them up. Yeah. yeah, she just wanted to get this person off of okay. And they published this. So it became one of the great uh, uh, frauds of New York Times history. Yeah. Fake news. Yeah, that, that, would, that would kind of, well, actually not. Well, I, I don't know. Uh, all right. So I'm going to go with the last one, which is. Cobnobbler? Yeah. That, that has like a, 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 like a, it has some tactile, it has teeth. Yes. It just, cobnobbler. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I like I like the hand. Would you do it with the hand? So I, I, you can't see right, right. Banks doing this, but he's got some like a uh, claw, hand signals like a, doing uh, yeah. along with it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Okay, what's yours? Uh, I would go with the flippity flop, just because I love flip flops. All right, uh, uh, hanging on the flippity flop, which is like oh, hanging out, hanging out, right. or yeah, uh, catch you on the what was it? Swinging on the flippity flop. Right. All right. So let's see what the uh, the peeps in the bands had to say. I think if I had to guess and say one, I would say Harsh Realm because it's witchy and cool. That's a good one. Swinging on the flippity flop is like the most complicated way you could say hanging out. So I'm going with that one. No. Uh, flippity flop definitely was what Daryl used to trick Michael Scott in the office. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cobnobbler. You've never heard Cobnobbler before? Oh, today? all the time. All the time. Is that the question? I've kind of... I kind of forgot what the question was. Which one do you wish was in day-to-day use? Oh, do I, I wish was? I thought it was which one? <laughs> Too late. You said do people, do people use today? So we're all split. Everyone has a different answer. <laughs> Cobnobbler it is. <laughs> this is a harsh realm that I'm in right now. So there you go. Yeah, it's split. Everybody, everybody has a personal opinion. Right. We're split on this phrases. one. I mean, yeah. the, the last one we were all together. On. All together. Flannel. A thousand percent. Right. Still waiting for somebody to call me about who doesn't like flannel. Mm-hmm. I'll be waiting for a long time. Are you ready for the next question? I'm okay. ready. Yeah, I'm there. Question number three. Are you paying attention? Because this one is a doozy. The album Nevermind with hits like Smells Like Teen Spirit, Come As You Are, and Lithium went on to sell more than 30 million copies. Obviously, everyone knew what a big hit the music video for Smells Like Teen Spirit would be and how hungry the public was for a new sound and that we really wanted idols whose hair was matted down with sweat and sadness rather than sticking straight up from Aquanet and sadness. I don't know what Aquanet is. It's hairspray. Oh, thanks. (laughs) So they all knew this and pressed plenty of copies of the album right before the 1991 holiday shopping season, right? That begs the question, 
How many copies of Nevermind were produced and shipped in the United States for the initial release? Was it A, less than 50,000, B, around a million, or C, all 30 million? What do you think? More than 50,000, less than 50,000, right, right. a million, or all 30 million? They just knew that it was going to be big. I, I, I think they went conservatively. So it's under under thirty or fifty million under 50, under fifty thousand. Yeah, they had uh, uh, they weren't sure how big it was going to be. Actually, let me let them answer the question because expert. Well, what about you? What do you think? Oh, I already know the answer. I wrote the the quiz. Oh, all right. yeah. okay. So for the ones that are like your personal opinion, I have answers for oh, those. Oh, okay. But for this one, I already. Yeah, I, I know. Right. I know. I know everything. Hey, it's your show, right? I knew this answer already. You did? Yes. What was it? <clears throat> answer, of course, ladies and gentlemen, was A, less than 50,000, because another 35,000 were sent to the UK since Nirvana's first record, Bleach, had done well there. Also, Geffen Records, the label the group had just signed with, had hoped Nevermind would sell 250,000 copies and maybe even go gold someday. <laughs> Little did they know. <laughs> Yeah, they had no real expectations for that album. Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, and it ended up being thirty million that they 30 sold. Thirty million, and, and that was the um, the breakthrough of grunge. Yep, um, that really became the the symbol of it. Um, yeah, I, th I think back at that, and and Green Day was not grunge, were they? No, they were more pop punk, okay. and they were a little bit later. Okay. Yeah, my son, uh, big into Green Day. Yeah, uh, so it was the grunge sound was really uh, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam was lumped in with that, Nirvana, okay. Mud Honey, uh, and a few other bands from up there. Yeah. Uh, Alice in Chains, I think, to a oh. certain extent. All right, yeah. But then you get into okay, is it is it just bands from Portland and Seattle? Is it other places that have that sound? That sort of thing as well. Well, you know, New Orleans has the blues and sure. and, and, and the jazz, and that's kind of like where it came out of. Oh, a very distinct sound, yeah. 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 So I guess, you know, the grunge, yep. very distinct up there. So what is our sound here? Orlando? Who, yeah. do, who do we have here? Wah! Wah! Oh, I know what we have, ready? No, I was just doing a sound. No, no, I, I thought you were doing a bird, but I got, oh, okay. a, I got a bird, ready? Bob. White, Bob White. It's a Bob White. It's, oh, a, okay. it's a bird, Bob White. It sounds just like Bob White. And by the way, a guy was running for office, I think uh, maybe governor. Uh, and his name was Bob know, White? His name was Bob Was White? it a bird? No, no. He was I a, think right now, he was a person. if a bird ran for any office, and you know this because you are uh, Lake County Soil and Water Conservation District Manager Seat 1, <laughs> Banks Helfrich, uh, you know this. If a bird ran right now, would that bird win in a landslide? Well, this guy's name was Bob White, and he did not win, from my understanding. But he wasn't a bird. He was not a bird. Okay. It, his name was, well. Um, All right, let's get to the next question. Right, right. We, gotta, we, we have, have to. Yeah, we're, we, we're, we got to go soon. Yeah, we do. All right, expert timing. Take, it, take us away. So what was teen spirit, and what did it smell like? Cobain never really answered the question, often changing his explanation from interview to interview. Maybe he just liked how the words sounded together. Or maybe he realized that everyone, in their heart of hearts, wants to smell like someone else. We've all thought about it, imagined how our lives might be different if we smelled like a young Marie Curie or John Lennon. 
what tells us more about a person than which teenage spirit they would want to smell like? So that's the next question for you. Who's your spirit aroma? A past president, perhaps? Maybe a mogul that has met their maker? All right, what do you think? Oh, my gosh, this is a tough one. I, so I'm going to go, just because you described me as a lumberjack, I'm going to go with Paul Bunyan. Oh. I wish I smelled like Paul Bunyan. Oh, wow. Um, like a teenage Paul. Paul uh, you got to be ghost. a teenage. Um, well, it's a teenage spirit, right? Right, right, so right. teenage ghost Paul Bunyan. Wow. Um, I am um, uh, nasally um, gifted. Uh-huh. Um, I smell... I smell people. I love the smell of people. I, I don't know who I wouldn't choose. I mean, like, out of my senses, that's the one that I could not give up. Well, here's the thing. So they have to be spirits. They have to be dead. Dead, okay. Okay. So probably someone you haven't smelled before. Yeah, right. And so imagining, who would you want to smell like? Who would you want to walk in the room and people look at you and go, man, Bank smells like Abe Lincoln right now. Yeah. Um, I... I Okay, just just so you know. Sure. My deodorant that I use? Abe Lincoln? <laughs> Not Abe Lincoln. By the way, great idea for deodorant yeah. is to do it as... Yeah, put, put that down. Yeah, that writing, it, writing it down. No, no, I, I like the way females smell. Okay. Even when they have perfume on. Mm -hmm. uh, so why not... Me smell like a female because I like the smell of what they smell like. Great. So, so a uh, secret. I, I I wear secret, okay. which is a female. Sure. Uh, strong enough for a man, but made for a woman. Uh, it is strong. I mean, I have brute, and I have um, brute's old. Uh, I'm almost out of it, and I have secret, and the secret lasts so much longer than the brute. The brute's like you know, it's it's gone. Yeah, in sixty seconds. Oh my god! By the time I'm out of the bathroom, I'm like, where did the where did it go? It's barely strong enough for a chimpanzee. <laughs> yeah. A mouse, I think. Yeah. Um, so I'm leaning towards a female. Uh -huh. However, for this sake in argument, I'm going to go with Einstein. Okay. Uh, smell like a young teenage Einstein. Yeah. I, ooh, I, who wants to smell like a young teenage anything, though? I mean. Smells like teen spirit. This is the game. Yeah, this is the game. You're right. This okay. I'm going to go with Einstein. All right. Let's see what uh, the members of Expert Timing had to say. What do you think, Jeff? What's your spirit aroma? My spirit aroma? Think of a human that you would want to smell like, Jeff. Oh, wow. <laughs> Can I just go with an inanimate object, and that would be like a citrus grove? Yeah. Because oh. that just smells good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you just want to really smell know. like, uh, like a someone, uh, something nice that you Someone that, that has self-care and enjoys smelling nice? I could imagine that no one in Nirvana smelled great. Oh, that's true. So who in Nirvana would you want to smell like Chris if you had to pick? That, that came very quickly. <laughs> that that, that was very quick. It's like Hands you down. had thought of that. Hands down. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going with Grohl because he's definitely going to be the sweatiest. I would like to smell like their manager that's yes. side stage and didn't have to sweat. I mean, Pat Smear probably I'm going, yeah. good. I'm going to say Pat Smear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pat yeah, Smear. Pat Smear probably had to do the least amount of jumping around and whatnot, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Everybody out there who's listening, think about the teenage spirit or the teen spirit in this case that you would want to most smell like. Uh, let's say goodbye to Expert Timing. Yes, goodbye. Expert goodbye. Timing. All right. Well, that's it for us. We're Expert Timing. Back to you, Nick. <laughs> I hope we all learned something today. I know I did. If you'd like to hear more of Expert Timing, specifically their music, the best place to go is experttiming.bandcap.com. 
And if you want to follow them and see what they're planning next, they've got a big announcement coming up on the 14th. So you should tune in and hear about that. The Facebook is the way to go. Just search for Expert Timing, facebook.com slash Expert Timing Band. Uh, Gibran, Katrina, and Jeff, thank you all so much. And Banks, yeah. thank you. Hey. Thank you for playing the games. A pleasure, Nick. Thanks for being here early. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one more time, bankshelfrick.com, B-A-N-K-S-H-E-L-F-R-I-C-H.com. Uh, look you up on the Facebook as well, but also if you're on the Facebook, look up Black Cow Jumps. Next event for that is coming up October 6th. And uh, you can see all of those events at your website right. or on Facebook. September 29th at the Downtown Library, we've got the One Minute Film Festival. That sounds like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And it should be, what did you say, about an hour and a half? Yeah, 90 minutes. Okay. Donuts, coffee, free. Nice. And September 16th, October 21st, and November 18th at the Winter Park Library is the Life Screenings mm-hmm. uh, Film Festival that you put on. Right. Right. And so one more time, that is, those are films. Short films from around the world. I Skype in usually one or two of the filmmakers, and usually a local filmmaker would be there, and we get a chance to find out why they do what they do, yep. why, why they create. And the theme for the films are uh, the world that you want to live in. Yeah, creating, creating a world that uh, I want to live in. Great. So we're going to hear a little bit of music before we go. Uh, Bad Plus, this is actually a cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit on WPRK, Perfect. Winter Park, Florida. You've been listening to a certain degree. Thanks, Banks. Hey, thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. Follow us on Instagram. Just search for To A Certain Degree. Also, check out toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A, certaindegree.com. If you liked what you heard, let Nick know. Seriously, let him know. We accept compliments, questions, concerns, frozen yogurt, but only if it has more toppings than actual frozen yogurt because that's where the money is. We've launched a few new shows. There's Odd Numbers, where the guest and I dig into a specific topic, like local beers or obscure albums. And the pop quizzes are available as their own shows as well. Thanks for listening. You're so nice.